Ready? Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley. It's Frank Whaley, aka Four Rider Whaley. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I'm just saying that's what Michelle Obama said at the beginning of her podcast when she was talking to her husband, Barack Obama. Right. That's that's not to say you and I are anywhere near comparable to the Obamas. Do you think that they would like us? I think they would like us. I, I think, think they'd like you. I, I think they'd probably be annoyed by me. No, I think they'd get a big kick out of you. They'd really? think you were really funny. Yeah. And they both laugh really easily. They have great senses of humor, both of them. Yeah. Barack Obama's hysterically funny. Hysterically funny. And they're very free with their laughter. Yeah. Lots of people who, they might be funny, have great sense of humor, but they don't laugh easily at other people's jokes. I thought you were going to say they're both free with their love, and I'd be like, nah, I don't think they're into funny. No, I don't think so. No. I would be really uncomfortable about that anyway. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to swing with those two. No, oh, no I'm not interested God. in swinging, period. No. The whole, the, the whole idea of swinging makes me very uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. The whole, the whole 70s key exchange thing. Really nasty, gnarly, especially in the days of coronavirus. Yeah. I wonder what's happened to the swinger scene. When we first moved to Connecticut, a friend in the city told me, well, you're going to have a lot of swingers out there. And I thought, what is she talking about? And then after we lived here for about a year, someone else told me uh, that there's a lot of swingers around. And yeah. then someone else from a different town said, so which ones are the swingers? I have no idea. Nobody's ever invited well, us, uh, or at least as far as I know. A lot of when you leave, when you live in the city your whole life, and then you move to the suburbs. There's a, there's a, it's a, it, there's a lot of culture shock, if you will, and part of that was sort of these adults kind of stuck in a certain period of adolescence, or perhaps in some kind of midlife crisis. I guess that's what happens when you move to the suburb. There's nothing to do, so you got to make your own excitement. And part of that is in this town, anyway, swinging. I guess so, but I, what I'm wondering is, n during COVID, are those people still swinging? Yeah, maybe. They quarantined for a little while. Yuck. That's uh, really gross. I found this obituary fellow by the name of David David W. Nagy, N-A-G-Y, passed away July 22nd. He was born in 1940, lived in Salt Lake City, spent most of his life in California, he made his home in Texas many years ago after retiring. Um, he lived there in Jefferson, Texas, past few years. Leaves behind his inconsolable wife. Inconsolable? Five, five that's what this says. Five in the children, obituary, it says she's inconsolable. Five children, um, numerous grandchildren, great-grandchildren, family members. This is from the obit. Family members believe David's death was needless. They blame his death on the, and the deaths of all the other innocent people on Trump. Oh, Abbott and all the p other politicians, Abbott, I assume they're talking about the governor of Texas? Yes. And all the other politicians who did not take the pandemic seriously and were concerned with their popularities and votes than lives. Also to blame are the many ignorant, self-centered, and selfish people who refuse to follow the advice of the medical professionals believing their, quote, right, unquote, not to wear a mask was more important than killing innocent people. A statement issued by the family declared that Dave did everything he was supposed to do, but you did not. Shame on all of you and may karma find you all. Whoa. Explanation point. Good for David W. Nagy, Nagy's family. Yeah. For issuing that. And, and I'm sorry you know, for their loss. 
I'm sorry for their loss too. He seemed like, based on his photograph, he seemed like a jolly fellow. and did not deserve to die young because of all you fucking assholes. And I'm talking to you, family, who my what? wife and daughter bumped into at the mall. Tell that story, Heather. Okay, I will, but I just want to correct you. I don't think he was young. Well, no, he wasn't He was young. 80. Yeah, but, but still, but he doesn't he, deserve but, to die. Okay, so this is something I want, to, I want to clarify. A lot of people say, oh, it's only old people dying anyway. My grandmother lived to be 90 years old. In the time between 80 and 90, she attended four weddings of her grandchildren and saw the births of five great-grandchildren. So you can't tell me that those 10 years don't matter. And fuck that. When I'm 80, I don't want to die. No. I'm not going to be walking around saying, ugh. I'm ready to go. Would you be inconsolable if I died at 80 and you were like 88? What do you think? Of course. But that's not to say that being always young at heart, I won't find myself on, you know, a, a, a side piece. No, I'm not referring to you as a piece. What I'm saying is if you die at 80 and I'm 88. You could find someone new. I can't guarantee that I won't hook it up with somebody, but they won't mean the same to me as you. Okay. Because when, when you're 80, we, we'd have been married over 40 years. 50 years. Over 50 years. Over, that's what I meant. Over 50. My math is a little off right now. Good Lord. That's a long time. You know, Martha Stewart, she's 78 years old. You don't think of her as old. Is she 78? Yeah. She it's looks fantastic. She's, she's Happy 78 birthday, Martha. Today. I love Martha Stewart. Yeah. So we were at the mall yesterday. We had to buy some birthday presents and make a return. So we went to the mall and the mall was crowded. Want to go into any more detail oh my no i'm just want to say it was crowded every single person there was wearing a mask except for one family a lot of the stores you had to wait outside so they would limit how many people were coming in there was a really long line to get into airy that place that sells the cheap underpants but we were outside you should just change the name of that place the cheap underpants 10 for 20 that's it there's a big sign 10 for 20 underpants but so we were waiting outside of a store and a family walked by and they weren't wearing masks and our daughter said wear a mask. And this woman turned around and she said, mind your business. And I said, mind, you mind your business. But what I should have said is, it is our business, you spewing your micro droplets all over the mall. And then she flipped off our daughter and she said, I'm 16. It was bad. But these are the first people that I've seen like flouting, flouting the mask order. Well, it's only a matter. I mean, we, we we very rarely leave our house, let alone go to any place like a mall, um, yeah. in our household. So, I mean, it's it, uh, chances are high you're going to run into a couple of these bozos around town, or people walking around with the mask like sort of loosely over their mouth and not even over their nose. Oh yeah, their nose hanging out. That's uh, a fun one. I mean, you, you, nobody likes to wear a mask, but we have to. It's only it's only preventive way to to stay, stay alive. Just ask David Nagy. Yeah. From Texas. You want to die? You want to kill some innocent people? Don't wear a mask. What if I just carried around like Lysol and sprayed it, sprayed it all around her? Sorry, just killing your micro droplets since you couldn't be bothered to wear a mask. I'm just going to spritz everywhere you go. I'm going to spritz. All right, we're going to take a pause for a commercial. Absolutely. And I'm going to have to take a deep breath because I'm pissed off. Absolutely. Frank, 
crazy Nancy Pelosi said horrible things about Dr. Deborah Burks, going after her because she was too positive on the very good job we're doing on combating the China virus, including vaccines and therapeutics. In order to counter Nancy, Deborah took the bait and hit us. Pathetic. That wasn't me saying that. That was what Donald Trump said. It's just so unreal. It's just so unreal. The unabashed childishness childishness of this man and and that's that, that's being kind the day's only half over and if you look at what he's put out there just today about ratings of morning joe and compared to fox and friends we're talking about ratings you know and then Talk you got about the nasdaq who then you, gives a shit everybody's you, out of work and but what kind of a heartless bastard and then you got like inconsolable widows crying because their husband, who did everything they were supposed to do in Texas, got the virus. Yeah, and he probably died alone. And you got people who officially, as of August 1st, August, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't pronounce it. Am I having a stroke? Oh, my God. I can't pronounce my S's or my T's or my R's today. As of August 1st. Wait, what are you supposed to do if you think you're having a stroke? Run like hell to the hospital? No, F-A-S-T, but I don't remember what they stand for. What? Put, uh... Touch your finger to your nose. Can you do that? No. No, your face. Is your face drooping? Of course. It's been drooping for 10 years. I'm looking at you in the closet at a weird angle, so maybe it looks like it's drooping. I remember the moment where my face fell. I remember I was, it was about 43. I looked in the mirror, woke up in the morning and looked in the mirror and I thought, I'm no longer young. F. Can you say your, my nose, a, I can no, that. F is, is your face is droopy. Can you say your ABCs? Oh, no, what's your address? That's what A is. My address? Yeah. I mean, don't say it out loud. Pennsylvania Avenue. Okay. Um, number 10, what is number S? 10 Downing Street. Uh, I don't know what S is. Shit, anyway, this shit, is... Shit myself? We should, know, we should know the warning signs of a stroke. I know. I'm, I, today I was... You know who the president is. That's uh, something course. that they ask you if you... Warren G. Harding. <sighs> what was I just saying? Oh, um, as of August 1st, now people don't have any kind of rent protection or any other kind of protections that they had before. And with no income coming in, what, look, I'm an actor. My business is shut down, closed, like a damn, like a damn retail space. But at least we have a house. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to I think what I would do. What, what would you do if you were, say, 22 years old, you were going to get kicked out of your apartment, no work? Hmm. Oh, my God. It would depend on if I had a car. If I had a car, I would get in my car. I would somehow get a tent, and I would go live outside. Where? Campgrounds. I guess no, I would that, need gas. I have everything costs money. You can't do anything for free. Well, you can do odd jobs here and there. I would sell my stuff and live off the land. I mean, when I was a broke actor, I, you know, I, I did everything I had to do to stay alive. I'd probably just do the same thing, although there's certain things you can't do because there's no restaurants open, so you can't wait tables. I mean, I could sell. I, I probably can't sell my I sold a lot of sperm. Stop it. But I did. Stop it. You don't want people to know that. Why? Because what if they come after you and say that they're your child? I'd like to meet my children. <laughs> I'd like to you could them. have a thousand of them. Maybe one of them has some money for me. I'll take it. Did you lie on your If any of my form, kids are out there, hit me up on Cameo. To, did you say that you went to an Ivy League school? When I filled out the form? Yeah. Because nah, isn't that what people always want to, they look for the Ivy League sperm. I don't remember any of that. All I remember is getting the payment because I was flat. Flat broke. It was flat like a pancake broke. I wonder what Deborah Burks is thinking because I'm pissed at her. She sat there while he was telling people to in- ingest bleach, maybe open up the lungs to expose them to the sunshine. And she just sat there. She didn't say, no, 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 no. Stop it. 
Yeah, and when he known. was saying, we don't need to wear a mask, we should take hydroxychloroquine, she should have said, stop saying that. Don't listen to him. He's not a doctor. He doesn't know what he's doing. I understand to a certain degree, both Fauci and Burks. You know, Fauci's doing a little bit better now coming out and just like contradicting Trump and speaking the truth. But they're probably a little bit afraid because they know what Trump can do to you. Or you know, if, they, if he would fire them and put that crazy doctor in who was prescribing him all the methamphetamines for years. I, I doubt that. I, you know, I, my, my hunch is, at least with Dr. Burks, is she's trying to, it's self-preservation. She doesn't want to get slayed and persecuted like Vindman, that guy Vindman. He's out of a job and, and his whole future is destroyed. And Trump has the power to do that. He can he can destroy you. He's trying to today, right. Dr. Burks. He's, he's destroyed a lot of people. A lot of people's reputation, and that's what Fauci's been in. He's been the man, pandemic man, in how many administrations on both sides of the political spectrum? Three, right? I'm pissed at Fauci also, to be honest. Me too. I wish Fauci would come out and say, guys, don't listen to Donald Trump anymore. But you know, it's too late. It's too late. That should have happened. It's not too late because if they just shut everything down, told everybody, listen, we're going to send you all, every adult over 18 in America is going to get a check for $3,000 everyone. And we're going to shut everything down. We're not going to have anything open. Stock up on food now because we're going to be staying inside for three weeks. Nobody is leaving the house for three weeks. At the end of that time, we could go back to work, go back to school, all of it. Instead of trying to figure out how to freeze up avocados. Freeze avocados? Yeah. No, we don't want to freeze avocados. Well, you can freeze an avocado. I just learned on the internet today. You slice it. You can either, what do you call it, put it in a blender. Right. And freeze it that way, and then it's good for spreads or guacamole, you know, something guacamole like that. Guacamole or dressing. But why don't you just eat it and then go buy new ones? Excuse me, there's a pandemic on? Yeah, but we have three avocados upstairs right now. Ooh, boy, somebody has become the, the avocado police. But I love avocado in my salad. I do not see the reason to freeze an avocado. Just eat the avocado and then go get another avocado. Next time I'm at the grocery store, I'm going to buy three overripe because they have to be ripe. Because if they're not ripe, they won't, they won't ripen after they're defrosted. They'll rot. I learned all this by looking at the internet. Um, you can take an avocado, slice it, keep the pit in, because the pit helps it ripen. But it's got to be ripe avocado. And you, can, you put it in a plastic bag. Okay. This is really boring. Nobody's going to want to hear about this because you're the only person in the world who's going to freeze out their avocados. Guaranteed there's somebody out there, more than one person out there, that turned up the volume on this. And there's also stopping and rewinding and taking notes. I bet someone just had a traffic accident because they're like, freeze an avocado. What? Crash. Or somebody call, somebody's calling somebody with really important news or saying, hold on a second. You, you got to just, I know this is important, but I got to listen to this. Frank's talking about how to freeze an avocado. I guess freeze your avocados. Is that what the lesson of this was today? Everything sucks. RIP, this, David Nagy. Yeah. Love you, man. Did good. Bye.